This podcast is sponsored by the Roofing Alliance, advancing the roofing industry since 1996 through technology and research, philanthropy, and education. Learn more about the Roofing Alliance at roofingalliance.net. Welcome to another episode of Stories of an Extraordinary Industry presented by the National Roofing Contractors Association, NRCA. I am your host, Jared Ribble. This is a podcast where we tell stories of the incredible people that make up the roofing industry. If you enjoy what you're hearing, tell your friends and make sure to subscribe so you do not miss an episode. Today's story profiles a roofing industry leader from Orlando, Florida. This story leads to uniting the global roofing community by way of swimming with penguins in Antarctica. I think if you pay attention throughout the story, you will find nuggets of wisdom about worry and how to create a company culture that will stand strong when times are tough. Let's get into our story, shall we? Well, it was probably one of the worst days of my professional career. That is Lindy Ryan. She was a roofing company operator near where she grew up in the Orlando area. Leading up to that worst day of her career, she had reason to worry. But let's back up, rewind the tape, and give some context to this worst day of her career. The way that roofing happened is uh, quite by accident. My husband had a small to mid-sized general contracting firm in the late 80s. And 89, 90, uh, in our marketplace for sure, we had an economic downturn. And it was really difficult to find a roofing contractor that would do small to mid-sized commercial projects like doctor's offices and banks and things like that. So he went and got his roofing contractor's license so he could do the roofing on his own projects. And over the course of a year or so, we started getting calls from other general contractors that were small to mid-sized, wanted us to do their roofing. So in 1990, we converted our business totally to roofing. It it hadn't been the long-term plan, but it worked out. Their company was called General Works. And while servicing the greater Orlando area, there was opportunity to expand. In 92, after Hurricane Andrew happened, we we opened an office in South Florida. And when that occurred, he started traveling to South Florida Monday to Thursday night every week. And I started taking on more and more locally because I was staying local. And so we did that for about four years. And of course, I did it initially only a small amount. And within six or eight months, I was doing it full time and hiring crews and doing training classes and selling product and meeting with manufacturers the whole nine yards because he wasn't there. So then a few years later, when we decided we were going to close our location in South Florida, he came back. I was fully entrenched in roofing at that point and didn't have any desire not to be in roofing. And I had built the team and I had built the customer base and all of that kind of thing for the last number of years. And we had very different skill sets. Uh, So we worked together until 2006. We grew a really nice business. You know, we grew, we did well. Our organization had a great reputation in our marketplace, long-term employees. Uh, We sold it to Tecta in 2005. There weren't any children that were going to become involved in the organization. And we had a lot of long-term employees that, you know, needed longevity in in what their career was going to look like. So it ended up working out. We sold it to Tecta. The business was going well with a solid transition to Tecta. But Lindy's relationship with her husband, her business partner for over a decade, was beginning to fade. It's pretty difficult uh, to, to 
stay terribly connected when you're apart all the time. Unfortunately, we ended up deciding to separate and ultimately get a divorce. And I'm the one who ended up staying. So I stayed in roofing at Tecta, and he did not. Let's pause for a moment and understand the gravity of that situation. Lindy and her now ex-husband both can't stay running the company together. One has to go, and the other will have to stand in front of their longtime employees and risk losing them and tearing the company apart. Lindy has reason to be worried. Or does she? Initially, it was very difficult because I was horrified and I was so embarrassed. I'm a pretty private person, so no one in my organization knew. No one yet. And I was still going to work every day and working and keeping my focus on what I needed to focus on. I had to have an entire team meeting, everybody, field guys, everybody. And um, I don't know how many employees we had then, probably a hundred. And I really expected that I would have at least a few people that were hesitant, concerned, not all that excited, whatever it was. It was a very difficult meeting. It was emotional for me as, as well as our business. And the support was amazing. And not one person left at all. So yeah, it was, um, it was, I think it was way surprising to me that it went as well as it did because it went really, really well. She doesn't lose anyone. Lindy admitted this worst day of her career actually was also the best day because of the loving support she received from everyone. But she still had to tell Tecta, the parent company she sold her business to just 12 months prior. So I flew to Chicago and met with Mark at the Hilton there at the airport and told him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not a pleasant conversation. And in my circumstance, I had to talk about things that typically wouldn't talk with your employer about. I have to say he was really supportive and he said, OK, we'll deal with it. And we did. I want to introduce you to Nicole Eisenhart, who is going to help us unpack why Lindy's team was so supportive of her and stuck together during her difficult days. So I started on the HR side for Lindy um, when I started at Tecta. And then she asked me if I would consider being her service manager. And I thought she was crazy because I knew nothing about roofing. And I think that was the first start of it is somebody recognizing that somebody has potential and giving them an opportunity and then coaching them along the way. He invested in me through NRCA's FEI program. And those three years, I learned so much. Investing into the professional development of an employee will yield a better worker. Lindy, having battled through struggles in her personal life, knows that if an employee is not healthy personally, they will never be effective professionally. Starting a family, I got married and had a baby. And so trying to blend all those together as a woman and as a professional, it's a challenge. Realizing you can't be in two places at once and feeling guilty about being at home and feeling guilty when you're at work. And she always lent an ear when I needed it, coaching me through the things that I, I had never navigated before. So she allowed that openness and um, she's a really good listener. The softer, touchy feelies from Lindy is important. But resting only on those will not yield a sustained, supportive workforce. I'm fairly accountability-driven, both to myself as well as I drive my team with a fair amount of accountability. And so if a guy was late and we've got a crew waiting on him, he heard about it. You know, I mean, and yet I was very nice, but I would say, this isn't going to cut it. And this is your one chance, but you can't be late again. 
I remember one particular instance where we were in the middle of month and close. It's pouring down rain. I have 400 open service tickets. My guys are slammed. I'm trying to bill out for the month. And our IT department, they had sent a note saying that they were going to shut down our accounting system over the weekend. So I sent a note back that said, well, if I treated my customers like you're treating me, I wouldn't have any. And it wasn't two seconds later, Lindy's in my office. She shut the door and she, you know, Lindy was never one to embarrass you. But you knew when she shut the door, like, and Lindy doesn't have to yell. You know, she can just look at you and say, okay. Um, let's talk about that. And, you know, you knew right away what you had done. It was one of the times that she was really mad at me. Still, it wasn't offensive. You know, I have a, I have a field guy. He's now a project manager, but he was on a roof uh, early on as a helper. And one time years later, he told me, he said, you know, he said, I don't think I ever heard you raise your voice to really yell at somebody. He said, but no one in the building wanted to disappoint you. I think that comes from creating a relationship with people. She had guys who stayed with her for 20 years. I think that was the cool thing is that in her business, there was always parties or bringing in lunch or um, award ceremonies to really recognize the guys. Follow Lindy Ryan for a day and you will get the recipe for retaining employees and creating a supportive company culture. Invest in your workers both professionally and personally and hold steadfast to accountability while never embarrassing. Frankly, we could end this podcast right here. But there's so much more to Lindy's story you need to know. We're going to get to how the first female chair of NRCA's board used her passions outside of work to affect the roofing industry worldwide. And she will share with us another situation that she was worried about, but there was no need. Why? All of that in a moment, but first. Hello, this is Kyle Thomas, president of the Roofing Alliance. And I would like to take a minute during this podcast to share with you what I believe is one of the treasures of the roofing industry. It is the Roofing Alliance, the foundation of the National Roofing Contractors Association. And it is the shining example of the professionalism and generosity of our roofing industry. The Roofing Alliance is making a difference with initiatives like their partnership with Ronald McDonald House Charities, where 165 roofs have been adopted by Roofing Alliance and NRCA members. We are helping to keep families across the country together so parents can focus on the health and well-being of their critically ill children. The Roofing Alliance is also sponsoring initiatives to recruit the next generation of roofing professionals through worker certification and training, the student competition, newly developed college-level courses, scholarships, and ongoing research that is solving problems and providing solutions. So if you're asking, how do I get involved? Well, that's simple. Become a member. It is the legacy membership that will elevate your company within the roofing industry and beyond. It is a generational gift that will encourage young people to choose a career in roofing. If not membership, then attend the student competition, help with the Ronald McDonald House project, follow the Roofing Alliance on social media, or give a gift to the foundation. There are so many ways to help and get involved. Find out today what you can do to help shape the future of our roofing industry at roofingalliance.net. Lindy Ryan tripped into roofing because her former husband's general contracting company couldn't find enough roofers. She experienced a heartbreaking divorce with the joy of a supportive group of employees. She soon would find herself breaking new ground in the roofing industry, but will her peers accept her? Let's dive into this part of the Lindy Ryan story. 
It was probably about 95, and I had been to National Roofing Contractors Legal Resource Conference that I got a great deal out of. You know, you leave that uh, that particular education seminar with a whole list of things that you need to be diving into and are you doing appropriately in your business? And certainly that's what I did. But then subsequently to that, I started to think, well, you know what? I probably need to be more involved in the industry generally because there's such a huge learning opportunity at NRCA. And so I probably had a slightly different point of view because I got really involved in NRCA and I liked being really involved in NRCA even early on because I felt like making relationships with other roofing contractors that weren't necessarily my competitors made it easier for me. But you know, I find the organization, even back then when I didn't know anyone, it really was a welcoming organization. A welcoming community of like-minded roofers inspired Lindy to get more involved, and she volunteered her way to becoming an NRCA board member. I do remember coming to the first board meeting. It's a little overwhelming, and I don't think I knew anyone in the room. I sat next to Dennis Conway, and so he was one of the first people, and he and I started to chat, and um, we connected. Well, let's meet Dennis Conway, a former NRCA chairman. Her and I got into some conversations. I was quite impressed with you know what she'd accomplished in her leadership, and then we served on board and committees for you know a few years years, got to know each other. But I've always been impressed with Lindy. She's totally prepared. Uh, We saw each other on airplanes and she was so engrossed in the the booklet that we have for our NRCA meeting with all kinds of notes. I I can be a little bit um, overly prepared sometimes. And uh, we came to the budget and I had all kinds of questions and circles and You know, I had studied it. We came to that and I said, well, am I allowed to say anything? And they're like, yeah, well, I had a whole list of things. And at one point, I think Alan said, how much more do you have? Uh, (laughs) So then they started joking with me that just let Lindy ask the finance questions because she's going to drill in. As the world would experience the Great Recession, the roofing industry and NRCA would not go unscathed. NRCA needed a prepared budgeter to help lead them out of this trying time in history, and they recognized they had the right person in Lindy who had served alongside of them for the past 15 years. But could they convince her to be their chairperson? Welcome to our story, Alan Lancaster, a former NRCA chairman. Well, the biggest thing was talking her into it. I called her up and asked her, you know, about considering it. Me and Bruce McCrory on the phone talking to her. She's like, I don't think I can do that. I'm like, yes, you can. You know, there's absolutely no doubt in our mind, mine and Bruce McCrory's mind, that she was capable of taking it to that next level and being that leader irregardless that she would be the first woman. That's not the real reason why we felt that, you know, that strong about her being able to do the job. We knew she could do the job. We just had to convince her that she could do it. She was destined to do it. Destined she was, and on June 1st, 2015, Lindy Ryan began her term serving as the highest ranking officer in one of the oldest construction trade associations in the U.S. Here is Scott Kowalik, who volunteered alongside Lindy on her executive committee, remembering her leadership. I think one of the bigger impacts of Lindy's leadership was that there was a certain community spirit that was a part of that group that doesn't necessarily always take place. The group worked 
worked together very effectively on a number of item, on a number of things and a number of issues that we we dealt with on, you know during that time period. For lack of a better word, I think in a very loving and constructive and you know potentially you know sort of a family more family type atmosphere than you might expect. And I think part of that was just her personality and the strengths that she brought to her position. She was smart. She had a great sense of humor. Um, she's fun to be around. Here again is Dennis Conway. Scott Baxter putting uh, popcorn on her uh, chair all the time just to give her a bad time. She rose to the occasion. Um, she can be really nice. She can be aggressive. She can be what she needs to be in order to get things done. But I will tell you a, a funny little thing, and it's just something I noted when we were in our meetings, is she always used the phrase, okay, so. In, in some of these meetings, I started counting how many times she said, okay, so. We'd pick up the, uh, our booklet, and she'd go, okay, so, let's go over the agenda. Okay, so, item one. And I would tell her at the end of the meeting how many times she said, okay, so. And it, it, it could have been 80, 90 times, you know. So she became okay so. If anybody's out there listening and they ever want to kind of get a little ding in on Lindy, just say okay so. As chair of the NRCA board, Lindy kept driving forward initiatives like pro certification and track training programs that would help change the U.S. roofing industry. But Lindy also used her personal passions outside of work to unite the roofing industry to other parts of the world. Outside of work, probably the thing that I do the most is travel. I do a bit more adventurous travel. Antarctica, it's spectacular. It's absolutely spectacular. So when I went, I stopped in Buenos Aires uh, for a few days and then flew on down and I got on a small expedition type trip. I'm not a big, real cold person. Uh, we did get in, uh, we didn't jump. We went in from shore um, and it is quite cold. <laughs> and lots of penguins and lots and lots of whales and lots and lots of different types of sea lions, uh, many, many other water birds. It, it really is a cool place to go. And so I'm fortunate that I've been to a bunch of countries and have gotten to see and experience a lot of different cultures and different environments. I think that when you travel to a different environment, I think it gives you a different appreciation for the world. When you appreciate other parts of the world, you want to unite with them to share commonalities and learn from the differences. Why not take the opportunity as NRCA's chair and unite the U.S. roofing industry with others around the world? Here's Ann Schroeder, NRCA's International Affairs Staff Liaison. During her, her uh, chairmanship, she started the IRUFA. IRUFA is the um, International Roofing Alliance. It is a group of three associations that came together in 2016. The China Waterproofing Association, the German Roofing Contractors Association, and the National Roofing Contractors Association. Lindy's role in starting that was help get the global roofing market focused on sustainability, quality, and exterior building surfaces. You know, the exchange of information and experiences that each of our associations had and, and the similarities and the differences between them. Working with each other uh, to get the international trade shows going, um, possibly do some training seminars, and then also some technical expertise. What things could we learn from Germany and what things could we learn from China and what could they learn from the U.S.? And I think Lindy helped facilitate that with uh, starting IRUFA. 
Since Lindy started iRUFA, the international attendance of IRE, the U.S.'s International Roofing Expo, has grown by four times. iRUFA, as a trade show cooperative, was just a start. From the international growth, ideas can spread. Now, since then, they decided that they would now look at how we can come together and have a glossary of common roofing terms in English, in Mandarin, um, Spanish, in German, in other languages, so that we can be sharing the, the common terms in roofing out of that. Stop for a minute. From iRUFA's work, they have created a glossary of roofing terms universal to English, Spanish, Mandarin, German, with French on the way. On the surface, that might not seem like a big deal, but think about it for a second. Those languages are spoken in 212 countries around the world. This glossary of roofing terms allows the design communities around the globe to speak together with a common language. What Lindy started with iRUFA is uniting the global roofing industry. But bringing this international community together doesn't come without, well, some spills. We were in uh, Stuttgart at a old German restaurant. So we were at this dinner, international dinner with the China Association and then German Association and then um, NRCA's delegation. It was a very nice room and the food was great. But uh, the funny thing was <laughs> Mr. Zhu, who is the chairman of the uh, China Waterproofing Association, was sitting across from Lindy and went to get up. Well, he pushed too hard on the table and the whole thing went crashing <laughs> down. And he kind of stumbled a little. And, and um, it was kind of funny because he, he was more concerned about Lindy, who was sitting across from him. And the table went the other way uh, towards him, not towards her. But, but the, whole, the whole thing went crashing on the floor. Hey, fun memories can't happen if you don't get out and create them. When you pair your personal passions with your work, as Lindy did, you just might unite people together around the world. There's one more part of Lindy's story which needs to be mentioned. In 134 years of NRCA's existence, Lindy Ryan was the first female chairperson of the board. This is a big deal, but it's hard to frame because the members who voted her as chairperson were not concerned about gender. Rather, just getting the right person with the right skill set at the right time in history. Without question, she earned it. She had earned that position certainly earned that position. She was selected because of her abilities, not because she was a female. How did Lindy feel about being the first female chairperson? Becoming the first female chairman of the roofing industry, it was fairly monumental, at, at least in my mind, and obviously I'm very proud to have served and to have been the first woman. But I really expected particularly more mature folks in the industry might struggle with it. And I'll tell you what, it couldn't have been further from the truth. Men who'd been in the industry for 50 years welcomed me. It was a fabulous experience. If you're keeping score, this is now two experiences where Lindy was worried about negative backlash that never happened. I think it's important to note that first, she didn't let worry paralyze her. She courageously moved forward anyway, because if she hadn't, she would have missed out on two fabulous experiences. I think it's fair Lindy had her defenses up when she told her employees of the divorce, and when she was the first female NRCA chairperson. I think it's fair that she was expecting some pushback in both scenarios, but she experienced none. I wonder why. And here again is Scott Kowalik. 
working with her was really very easy because you're not concerned about saying the wrong thing. You're not concerned about expressing an opinion that, you know, might be controversial. And so you're able to have a, a really open dialogue when discussing different, different issues. She could just as easily talk to us about some issue that we were working on as, as well as talk to us about maybe a personal problem we had or something we felt like she could give us some advice on. And that's, I think, one of really her strengths and really the strengths of anybody who is comfortable in their own skin and very authentic. Because I, you know, I found that it was easy to be myself around her and easy for other people to be themselves. Wendy has the complete skill of disarming anybody, male, female, full room, you know, small, small crowd, it doesn't matter. If it's, um, you know, having that compassionate conversation I've learned so much from her in, in doing that. She is very compassionate. We were part of her family. What Scott, Nicole, and Anne are saying is they feel safe working with Lindy. She's compassionate. She will never embarrass you and fosters an environment where you can be yourself and bring your ideas. Lindy did not need to worry about employee backlash or grumpy old guys steeped in tradition because Lindy creates safe, compassionate environments which leave no space for hostility. Are you struggling with a hostile environment at work, or church, or inside your own family maybe? Lindy has shown you how to break the negative cycle. Lindy, thank you for serving the roofing industry so faithfully and sharing your story with us. You are an example of what makes this industry so extraordinary. And thank you to the other extraordinary roofers who added to our story. Scott Kowalik, Alan Lancaster, Dennis Conway, Ann Schroeder, and Nicole Eisenhart. How are you elevating the roofing industry? We want to tell your story here. Email us at stories at nrca.net, stories at nrca.net. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast series. I'm gonna sign off now. Be well, be safe, be proud of this great industry. But Lindy Ryan, our guest of honor, has the final word today, and one that I think is particularly appropriate for any young person who's listening today. When you're thinking about what you want your career to look like, not sure that there could be a better industry that has more growth opportunity, more sense of community, and more opportunities for learning.